Good evening, and welcome to our continuing series, Explorations in Savitri, with our brother, Alok Pandey. Namaste. We have been uh, talking about the new world and the old world, and uh, I would like to open things with uh, a flower significance given by the mother called the new world. It's a very interesting plant because uh, it is called Bixa, Bixa orellana. And it has these stamens, just filled with stamens. But the interesting thing is that the seed pod has an orange dye that is so powerful that they have been using it to color butter for centuries. Oh. So it makes a nice bindi also. Mother also named many flowers, the hibiscus primarily, for Oroville. And this is a very interesting thing that has happened because it only happened with hibiscus and one other flower. When I would send her the flowers from the Matramandir, Tara would take them up to Mother. I would stand below by the samadhi and I could hear mother exclaim, magnifique and superb, all these marvelous. She loved them so much. So she named Charm of Oroville, Beauty of Oroville, and twelve, at least 12 flowers at that time that I sent her. And then one day she said to Tara, we need a little wider significance for the world. So we'll call them also the new creation. So, beauty of Oroville becomes beauty of the new creation. Charm of Oroville, charm of the new creation. So Oroville is the new creation. It's quite clear. And there's one other flower, and it's called miracle. And miracle is a native plant, dark blue, beautiful flowers. Mother gave it a second name, heir of Oroville. So the air of Orville is a miracle. So let us begin. Yes. <clears throat> so uh, the theme, of course, is new creation, but uh, slightly, given the, not actually a detour, but slightly I felt that we should touch upon the day that we enter tomorrow, yes, seventeenth uh, November, as we know, it's the day when there are different ways of putting it. Some would say the mother withdrew, some would say she left her body, some other would say she stepped into a new body. At least my take is that uh, my feeling uh, and whatever I have felt, understood, experienced is that she stepped into a new body. Because if we if we read through the agenda, we see that uh, this is the refrain. She is, uh, you know, within herself reflecting on these two possibilities. Yes. Uh, either way, she had created a win-win situation. Uh, one is that if there is a disintegration, then she speaks about what you mentioned last time about the contagion. Yes. So like a contagion, the yes. whole uh, cells, he speaks about these cells. Those very cells that were transformed. Yes, yes. They would spread and uh, by contagion, they would spread from, you know, matter particles to another matter particles. 
or to those who were ready to receive those who were ready to receive that comes in the same passage where yeah, you know yeah, she speaks yes. about those who are open and ready to receive so this was in case there was to be what we would ordinarily call as death of the body because otherwise the word death doesn't apply at all even to masters leave aside the avatars mother and shobindo uh, i mean we see we have a whole uh, lineage of avatars and seers who continue to exist so this part we have already i think uh, earlier in some of the discussions spoken about it yeah. so we don't touch upon that aspect the second part is second possibility was stepping into a new body and toward the end we see more and more she is speaking about that yes and then the problem was if she steps into the new body what will provide it stability yeah so i think this was the question which was left hanging that without the bones because the bones were the most resistant part they representing the inconscient you see bone is actually in a certain sense dead tissue part lot of it is dead tissue yes so uh, how does that utter inconscient that really can change transform so the the challenge for her was that if she enters into a new body which has been formed already in the supramental way uh, how will it have this stability because normally bones provide a framework a structure and stability so how does that happen uh, again what i have understood felt experienced <laughs> i haven't read these things but uh, i feel um, the problem was sorted out in this way that once you step into the new body it condenses more and more and more and more till by itself from within itself it creates a density which is dense enough for the stability to take place this is how i have understood uh, which means it will take time universal matter has to be ready we have to be also ready to receive it so there will be a gap of few hundred years which is what she said she had also mentioned that um, it is um, i mean in, in many places she has made it very clear that physical transformation actually was going a step beyond uh, what was promised basically was that there will be a supramental manifestation and shobindo very categorically spoke of that yes and then as far as humanity is concerned it takes care of whatever is going to happen uh, regardless of the avatar being physically present or not present so in a certain sense they uh, you know when people ask what do we do now someone was asking this question what mm. do we do now mm. so well they have given the road map they have given the yoga very clearly categorically the mothers has said and the experience of countless persons justifies that uh, everything necessary for the yoga the help the consciousness the love grace everything is there intact they don't really need a physical embodiment even today someone was describing and this characteristically describes how the action is taking place so there was this lady uh, who said that you know i used to come to pondicherry as a child I, she was just telling me her story and she says uh, my mother was a devotee and i didn't much believe so i would sit outside and i wouldn't go inside and my mother never insisted so she would go inside the ashram and she would come just to give company that's it so but in 2005 or 6 uh, i i probably and here this way or that way she says um, i was attending a conference uh, in uh, this place where the famous lord muchidambaram 
and she felt that you know let me go to pondicherry just like that i asked her why did you feel this see i don't know i just felt that okay i'll just go and come back no logic to it <laughs> she would come with her mother never step inside and that day she came and she entered and when she entered she felt she says a very strong vibration so much so that i felt i'll have a breakdown looking back she feels it was not she not wanting to go but she was almost asked to wait outside because yes. otherwise she can't take it yeah. yeah so she almost had a breakdown when she went inside because she felt so strong vibrations and since then there is no looking back for her mother is not only so real um, you know she is slowly the from 2005 or 6 till date she says more and more it's growing upon me i mean now i want to live here she is everything for me mm. started sending flowers to the mother uh, as an aside some of the first people she met when she came to the ashram people not <laughs> the experience and i am talking of when she got initiated as we would say in 2005 where the most difficult people people would tell her that okay you want to send flowers to mother give us the money and we will send it like like <laughs> highly gullible person she would give the money and money means 10000 rupees like that and she was very happy that you know they will send the flowers and much later she came to know they are not even authorized to send flower and <laughs> what was happening to the money she didn't know so when she was narrating to me i said doesn't matter mother has accepted everything it doesn't whether flowers actually went or not is not the issue you send the flowers from your consciousness and it has surely touched her and reached her but that's an as an aside and jokingly i told her that before you meet lord shiva you have to meet the bhut preet and the you know <laughs> the, the great serpent around his neck vasuki if you can uh, manage it then you reach <laughs> reach him otherwise <laughs> vasuki's look is so dangerous that you don't feel like going near so i said this is part of the process have you had any indication of mother's body new body yes i had and i also when i last met her i couldn't say that it was transparent but it was fluid yeah that could be any and it was anywhere and everywhere at the same time and so well, she describes this experience in agenda in fact she says what we call as matter is not true matter which today we almost you know can understand it scientifically so, yes and she said that uh, what she is experiencing and she says this matter is very hard rigid like gives the sense of solidity mm-hmm. but in reality it's not solid so what is it she says it's fluid and she describes that when i am walking in with my true body in my true body or perhaps she uses the term new body but i don't think new body she uses true body true body she says as she is walking she had a strange experience where she bumped against a uh, chair and it was a sharp edge and she says i felt it within me she says i don't know how to describe it normally you know when you touch an edge it's outside she said the whole impact was within me and i was wondering looked like a real scientist she is wondering yeah. that well nothing happened it took care of itself then i was wondering what if it was so sharp like a sword that kind of sharpness what would happen and then she herself answers it that well if i am going into this body it won't happen uh, because spontaneously it will 
take care of that. So uh, that that uh, that's a very interesting passage. You know, she describes. I haven't, I haven't read that. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. She I speaks about the fluid body, which is you know, uh, she says that it's a true body, and she says nobody will understand. She says I am speaking uh-huh. about it, but uh, nobody would understand because people are so used to this. So this is one part where you know we can look at it like this: that the yoga was completed, she stepped into a new body. Even if we take the other approach that, well, it's spreading like contagion. Uh, one thing is certain. One thing is certain that the end result of the yoga is certain. So it's not uncertain. Yeah. You know, even Nalnida, who at that point of time when he was asked the famous Canadian question. Yes. And Amal Kiran, they, for their own reasons, they said, maybe because, you know, they were reeling under the sudden departure. Yes. That it is postponed, not cancelled so i look at it even if you take this perspective one thing is very clear that what mother and shubindo have spoken of what they have seen what they have done is going to be now all that remains uncertain is the period of time but we know that the supramental is in the manifesting that mother one. speaks of it growing that very, part very is small but coming very clear and one can see the interventions yes. that are taking yes. place at every level yes also she has said that, you know, it's very difficult for the supramental body to be formed out of the old body. Yes. So this stepping yes. into the new body seems to be the most, uh, uh, you know, if I may use the word mystically logical <laughs> process. Um, yeah. Some of the experiences of Pavitrada, of uh, uh, A.B. Purani, about which she said, about Amrita. Even Eshadi, the other day we were reading about, you yes. know, uh, Nalida and Dilip Kumar Roy, whom she sees Pavitrada going around looking at the world. Uh, it's quite clear that those who are being prepared more and more, and it collaborates also with Mother's vision of the great ship, they are stepping into the new body, and more and more as they grow into that that new body, there will be a precipitation at some point, a meeting between the old and the new. What that point will be? What point of time, uh, it's no point in predicting or professing or forcing it. Also, I feel, what is the other option? You know, uh, other option is Nirvana. Uh, If one is interested in that, there are many paths. Uh, But for those, at least that's how I look at it, uh, the most absurd option is Nirvana, Mm. uh, Mukti. I mean, then then the whole creation is absurd. It makes no sense at all. And Sri Aurobindo is very clear. Very clear about it. So those of us who embody the aspiration of a terrestrial victory of the divine or a terrestrial transformation, we have nothing else but to go on with faith and endurance, whatever time it takes. So it's also clear what we have to do. Particularly, as I was saying, they have left, given all, left the help, the consciousness, the grace, the love. When Huta asked, Mother, when you go away, who will guide us? So mother said, why my child, my love and consciousness will be there. So you know, that's what we need for growing on the path. So all that is there, the roadmap is there, the stages are there, the steps are there, the, if I may use a very human word, the do's and the don'ts are there. I mean, <laughs> the yoga is not about do's and don'ts, but even they are there. So they have done everything for us the space they have created ashram auroville so that those who want a physical space a geographical space the centers all over the world 
they have a space where physically they can go and connect. So then what is to be done? In one word I feel it is sincerity. I think uh, that's what is missing in us as human race. We have everything that they are supposed to give including Savitri to which I will come in a few moments. So they have done whatever is to be done. The supramental manifestation is going on. So what is to be done from our side I think is to grow more and more sincere. And I think that is the most difficult part. Because we may read all the books, we may uh, speak very high words, we may uh, join the ashram, we may sit at the samadhi for hours together. But if sincerity is not there, then it all comes down to that. So we have to grow sincere and leave aside the rest of the debate going on in the head because it's really meaningless. Yes, yes. Uh, having said that, I feel about this event a little differently. My concern is not about supramental manifestation. It's very clear that this is going to be. There is the certitude of it. When it will happen, how it will happen, the divine knows. The time has been appointed. Uh, Savitri speaks about it. Uh, even should I, should a hostile force cling to its reign, right. still the hour must come of the transcendent will. Right. It's bound to be. Right. My concern is which uh, I feel we miss. And that is the physical contact with the embodied divine. And I think um, no amount of, uh, <laughs> if I may take a little liberty, supramental satisfaction, uh, no amount of uh, new creation, the new race and all these wonderful things, the touch of the embodied divine, that is something which you just can't yeah. get. Yeah. Shobindra in one of his letters writes um, to a disciple, Thousands of subjective inner experience experiences cannot compensate for one physical touch of the divine. Yeah. This is what we miss. Yes, for that also there are the sign pictures, books, relics, everything. The samadhi. But still the physical is physical. And I'm, I'm sure those, I mean you had the physical darshan. In this life, some of us may not have had. But that is incomparable. So, there is something they have done for that also. You, you were Well, I wanted to ask you, um, I wanted to, to tell you of an experience when I was with Sri Aurobindo and, and, and see your understanding of it. Because when I met him the second time in, in this great hall, he was walking with people on either side, one who was living and one who was dead. Yes. Yes. And mother spoke of this also. We make a line between living and the dead, but yeah. there is no such no. line. No. So this is what I feel often. I mean, when I turned beginnings of yoga, I used to miss it so much. I would sometimes feel what is the use of these eyes if I cannot see her face to face. <laughs> so, because ears you can hear, she has left a voice. <laughs> Photograph you can see, but it's still not, you know, you can enter into inner contact, you can have beautiful inner experiences, there is no dearth of it. But that physical contact. So, somewhere I feel, well, Shurabindu knew, and of course that is irreplaceable. That's something you cannot replace. Something 
No one can replace. Let us accept this fact. Isn't it? You, you, I am sure you have had. You know the difference what I am speaking about. Yes. I, I'll get my savitri. <laughs> and I think one of the things that Savitri does for us is to give us the next best. Yes. Next best. Yes. Shurbindo. You know, in olden times, we would read that the great tantrics of yore, by the power of the mantra, bring the deity close to you. She would manifest. She is compelled to manifest. But which power of which mantra can bring the Divine Mother? Nobody, no <laughs> Siddha Tantric has the capacity to bring the Divine Mother herself. She can come if she chooses. It's a grace. But what about those who still seek and want a glimpse, a touch? So we have the next best I have felt in Savitri. And you know, while we go to the mother's rooms and you know, tomorrow we, we all go to her room. Again, I am reminded of one of the letters of Shiobindo when someone said, you know, I was sitting on the staircase and I felt a deep urge to go to mother's room to meet the mother. Sadak is going through certain difficulties and wants her physical contact. And Shurabindu says, but you must meet the mother in the inner rooms. Yes. And he adds that where you can have always the permanent relation and you, you can always remain there. You don't have to come out. Now even that is difficult. It's not easy. Except for those who are, you know, really picked up by the grace. So here I feel that Shurabindu at several places in Savitri just gives us a glimpse of the Divine Mother. Different ways, different levels. And what I am going to read is to start with the Divine Mother in a most physical manifestation. And I feel when we read it, perhaps even our physical eyes won't have seen. So now he is Knowing that, you know, the children are going to suffer. <laughs> At least, <laughs> I am sure many of us. Uh, that's the only thing I feel. Yes, supramental is there, new race, new creation. Everything is wonderful. Ashram, Moravil. But mother, I want to touch you. Okay, touch also she can grant you in the subtle physical. Yes. But this darshan, you know, how do we have this? So, look, this is darshan. Page. Page. 14, 15 and uh, you must be aware I am sure you know it but for some of us Shobindo has himself spoken of this passage as one which is through and through with the overmind rhythm flows into it Shobindo himself said it's one of the passages uh, Amal Kiran had asked Shobindo and that can you send me a sample of yeah. your poetry yeah which is through and through over mind, way early. So Shubindo, I think initially he said, you know, I have to, yeah. at this point, when, when it comes, I'll send. Then later on he sent this passage. And he said that it is through and through over mind poetry. He, 
Amal said, is this not the, and it's a French term, but and I'm not conversant in French, ne plus ultra, mm-hmm. of which there is nothing higher. Yes. And Sri Aurobindo, in his humility, said, it has something of, of the overhead. Oh, my goodness. And, and please read that passage. It's so, so beautiful. It, it brings us close to her. That's what yes. the whole purpose yes. is. Near to earth's wideness, intimate with heaven, exalted and swift her young, large, wizened spirit, voyaging through worlds of splendor and of calm, overflew the ways of thought to unborn things. These are the unmanifested truths which she wants to bring. She is the bridge between the unmanifest and the manifest. Unborn things. Ardent was her self-poised unstumbling will. Her mind a sea of white sincerity passionate in flow had not one turbid wave. Why say that this is a greater darshan at one level than our physical eyes can behold. Yes. People would still say, oh, she didn't smile. Was she angry with me? Shurabindra is giving us a glimpse. Not one turbid way. As in a mystic and dynamic dance, a priestess of immaculate ecstasies, inspired and ruled from truth's revealing vault, moves in some prophet kevan of the gods a heart of silence in the hands of joy inhabited with rich creative beats a body like a parable of dawn look at very physical so when you know one wishes with these eyes one could see her. Body like a parable of dawn, coming of Usha, very physically. And when I read these lines and think of her sitting and, you know, in the meditation room, people passing by, or when she's walking, you see, see, Sivindra describes everything. A body like a parable of dawn that seemed a niche for veiled divinity. We saw the veil. Shubindu shows us the divinity. Yes. Or golden temple door to things beyond. Look at her walk. Mother used to walk quite fast. Yes. And she says, wherever I walked and placed my feet, the transforming force has begun to act upon earth and she says in Japan wherever she has gone it is an action so one thing which I keep saying you know when people speak of ashram and this and that I said forget about the institution forget about people forget about everything just think about it this way that she has put her feet on this soil yes is it not worthy of picking up the soil and putting on your forehead if nothing (laughs) I mean (laughs) 
am saying it just as a simple Indian heart. This is what we have grown up with, learnt that the dust which has been touched by the Lord is sacred. And how long it remains sacred? Even now, you have to go and see in Vrindavan, people go mad. Kana was here, Krishna was here. That's it. Gaya, where Buddha used to walk along a passage. And that passage they preserved, <laughs> not like us. <laughs> And you can actually careful. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, well, they are everywhere here. Where they have not put their feet. Exactly. Just imagine, you know, going to playground just to know that she has walked number of times in this playground. What was what was her walk like? Immortal rhythms, swayed in her time-born time steps. Her look, her smile, evoke celestial sense, even in earth stuff, and their intense delight, oh, the supernal beauty on men's lives. And when I read it and contemplate, mother's smile, her look, what it would be doing to people. Her look. Shivanda brings it so near, no? Her look, her smile awoke celestial, celestial sense. sense, even in earth stuff. And their intense delight poured a supernal beauty on men's lives. What 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 was the gesture, you know? What human beings did in front of her, what they thought, what they felt was irrelevant. What she did is important. Yes. And what was she doing? Giving. You know, we have heard of Lord Shiva Ashutosh. You ask a boon and he gives. We have also heard of Tirupati where you pass, you you put a wish and it's granted. Here, you ask or you don't ask, she gives. I'm thinking of the sand in the playground. Yes. How that sand must be so grateful. Yes. For those footsteps. I know when I used to come, beginning when I came, I took that sand and swallowed it. Then looked around that nobody has seen me. <laughs> because, you know, somebody will say crazy. Well, normal people don't come crazy. <laughs> you have to be a little bit of crazy too. <laughs> uh, I am saying crazy in a better sense, not in the other yes. sense. You need perfect balance in yoga. <laughs> And then I took it, it's still lying with me, the playground sand. Yeah. And what is the significance of sand? I tell you, even Shurabindu. You know, when he came to Pondicherry, what was he carrying with him? <coughs> the mud of Dakshineshwar. Yeah. If Shurabindu, at that level of realization, yes. knew the significance, he was not a, like a you know, sentimental bhakta, and he was not a bhakta of Sri Ramakrishna by any means. He was not doing out of his sentiment, ah, let me carry the sand. But he knew what it means. Yes. That carrying the mud of Dakshineshwar. Yes. You know, of all the things, he's carried that. So what it means, this sand touched by her feet. Yes. Her look, her smile. And look what she did, regardless of who you were. And she says this even now. She says, my child, 
you go to the samadhi and tell shurbindo he will listen absolutely he is now absolutely. more available than before and then she says something very remarkable if you just pass around the samadhi it doesn't matter who the person is even casual visitors this that some people make these remarks no ah visitors what who what do we know who is a visitor at another level we are all visitors <laughs> who is permanent you know <laughs> and people say i am a permanent visitor. who is permanent we are all visitors she says even casually you pass around you are touched by the supramental vibration this is the gift a gift which mankind doesn't value because we want to see what is our are our purses more full or not but look here what she is giving giving herself i have not heard this in the entire history of spiritual literature i have always heard and read that people did lot of tapasya the god had appeared he asked asked for a boon they asked for the boon even there sometimes it was cheating cheating and then the boon was granted here you just move around you may have done a tapasya or not done a tapasya you ask or you don't ask the divine will give you what he'll give himself yes. i don't think that anywhere this kind of a giving no. is documented in the entire i can say with i mean i have read almost every scripture <laughs> some gesture you have to make there is no gesture you go she does what does she do a wide self giving was a native act this was to start with she you know a wide self giving was a native act a magnanimity as of sea or sky enveloped with its greatness all that came and gave a sense as of a great end world and she has described this enveloped with its greatness all that came in her uh, you know she says nehru had come you know what i gave him bath of the lord then she says every time i do this whoever comes to me i give him a bath of the lord and then she says earlier i would you know not put too much of love because people can't receive it that's why you see that rule old rule that yes. for four years and you can't enter inside the ashram yes i wish those people had read what she said later on yeah. she said but now i do not do it i just give that love yeah. she says and it takes care of what is to be done it will not go more than what is necessary yeah. now it's you be receptive receive it that's the end of the story so probably they are following the old rule because maybe agenda was not printed and that time so and uh, it was be, not being could read be, could be because this yeah. is there in agenda as far as i know it's not there in notes on the way but now we see two year olds that should be going in ha uh, yeah oh, huh? there 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 is a storm you want to go in and you stop them with Anyway, so that's one part. So enveloped with its greatness, all that came and gave a sense as of a great end world. But look at this line: a magnanimity, as of sea or sky. It envelops whether you are a good fellow, bad fellow, a saint, a sinner. Doesn't it just envelops you? It it doesn't differentiate. 
it also gives us what we have to do we have to become receptive and open what sure binday is saying right from beginning don't uh, you know bother your head with useless questions just become more open and receptive whether through faith through naam jap through concentration through mm. reading whatever way mm. through a simple gesture inner gesture so her kindly care was a sweet temperate sun her high passion a blue heavens equipoise i'm sure people experience it this kindly care has yes. never ceased at one place she says to is there in hutas uh, memoirs where mother told her or wrote and gave her and she used to later on give it when with her folder you know this written by the mother never for a moment i have stopped taking care of those yes, yes. who depend upon me yes that's how the mother was never for, for a, a moment, moment. Yeah. it's so yeah. true till date never for a moment i have stopped taking care of those who depend upon me i have to check whether she has used the word entirely or only depend but the the gist is there that her care is available and look here she is not talking of inner realizations and all that care what is care you know when you are sick when you need something when you are in distress when you are in difficulty material issues so many things kindly care was like a sweet temperate sun she had to you know suit it and now comes one of my most favorite lines ah, me too <laughs> what people ask earlier used to ask oh. now i'm living here and somebody asked even the other day sir how do you like here i say i have no words what do i like here <laughs> if you ask me in the negative way maybe i may be able to say what is it that you don't like what you like everything it's delight <laughs> i mean it words cannot describe but earlier people would ask so what is it at pondicherry why do you go again and again who is there who is the guru there who teaches you do they teach you some meditation something so this is the passage which used to come to my mind i haven't shared it with everyone somebody only close you can say and many people may not get it without the context so this is what one feels coming here and coming near to her as might a soul fly like a hunted bird isn't that the world hunted bird as might a soul fly like a hunted bird escaping with tired wings from a world of storms world of storms wings are tired you are being chased by a hunter three things the world bites nature is full of storm everyone has said buddha has said shri krishna has said it is full of storms and we grow tired you know because how long you fight you struggle and on top of it you are being chased by all the forces <laughs> as might a soul fly like a hunted bird escaping with tired wings from a world of storms and a quiet reach like a remembered breast then after that you come to the samadhi and ah ma i can breathe now <laughs> in a haven of safety and splendid soft repose one could drink life back in streams of honey fire 
recover the lost habit of happiness. So what is the miracle that happens? We rediscover how to be happy. We have lost it. And you see it is so interesting. I can tell you now this from a very clear experience. It's not that you know challenges don't come, accidents happen, people die, they fall sick, all kinds of things happen here. Like anywhere else. Still there is a sense of security which you know is it it uh, defies logic. You know yes. people do fall sick. They meet with unexpected accidents. Yeah. Everything that you may find outside. They have chikungunya, dengue and what not and they die also some you know at different ages. So if you ask me materially data well it happens. How much more or less we don't know. I presume it is less there is a safety but that is a different part. The sense of safety, just you know, I mean, several times I feel ah, I am going to sleep and the Lord and Mother, this feeling comes spontaneously. It's so beautiful. You know, just uh, passing by the Samadhi and saying good night, you know, yes. uh, and just guard my sleep. You can, you can do it anywhere. Frankly, it's inner state, but it becomes so much easier. This just, you know, that yes. you have reached a place where in a haven of safety and splendid soft repose. And look at the marvel of these lines. Splendid soft repose. One could drink life back in streams of honey fire. Recover the lost habit of happiness. Feel her bright nature's glorious ambience. And preen joy in her warmth and colors rule. Preen joy, you know, like birds. Yeah. Preen. <laughs> Once again, you take out all this joy and you know, you're so happy. In last few lines. Yes. A deep of compassion. A hushed sanctuary. Her inward help unbarred a gate in heaven. Love in her was wider than the universe. The whole world could take refuge in her single heart. When Ravindraji had asked mother, she said, my family wants to come. Some issues were there. They were in difficulty. Mother said, I would wish and want the whole world to be accommodated here. It is just that our material resources are limited. You would want the whole world. Yeah. See, more and more towards the later part, it was it was as if, you know, just people came and continued. The same thing is happening now. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, one point later on said also that the uh, ashram is now going to spread toward the other side of Bulwad, towards Kuruchi Kuppam, you know, where... I think most of the houses are that side. <laughs> yeah. He had foreseen it. Yeah. How the house will come, some it doesn't matter whether you know you have purchased or you have got it. It's it's her. In the last two years of uh, Basu's life, when I would visit him, and he would bring Sri Aurobindo into the room, it was the most extraordinary experience. And I said. I said, where, where is Sri Aurobindo? He said, no, he comes all the time. He's right here. He's right here. I said, and then where is mother? He said, I don't know. She's everywhere. 
And she's everywhere. She's in everyone's heart because Nolini said she has put a part of herself into yeah. each of us. So we close with these four lines. I'll read once again, then we'll stop. A deep of compassion, a hushed sanctuary. Her inward help unbarred a gate in heaven. Love in her was wider than the universe. The whole world could take refuge in her single heart.